everyone. Welcome to Birth to Motherhood. I'm your host, Victoria, and this is a podcast where I invite mothers to come on and share their unique birth stories. Whether it's a traditional hospital birth or a serene home birth, I believe these stories can be a source of healing and inspiration for many. So without any more delay, let's get started. This is Birth to Motherhood. everyone welcome to the show um today i am here with bianca bianca do you want to introduce yourself tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from sure my name is bianca irene barrero my married name is corriero i haven't legally changed it but i just you know it is it is what it is it's too close of a name to change anyways but um i'm from miami born and raised and um I'm 25. I've been married for three three years now. We got married um, two weeks before the pandemic, so it was exciting. Um, and yeah, I have a one and a almost one and a half year old daughter mm-hmm. named Sophia Joy. I love that name. Ah, how awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I got um, I got married at the end of 2020, so that was fun too. <laughs> That was a year. It was. Uh, oh my! Goodness. It was an interesting uh, first year of marriage, Very to crazy. say the least. <laughs> and I, I still have yet to change my last name too. Like I've been meaning to. It's just such a pain in the ass, and I'm just like, Nyeh. yeah. And especially with all of that happening, I mean, mind you, like we got married, our honeymoon got canceled, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not gonna go. Like that's not my priority. Is going to change my last name right now. Yep. So yep. yeah, the, mine. They like you have to send in your uh other forms of like identification and like they wanted you to like send in your passport and stuff i'm like i don't want to send in my passport and then like what if they lose it or i never get it back like no yeah. I'm like, it's just so right complicated <laughs> it's so complicated mm-hmm. and honestly like i hardly use my last name for like anything except for like legal stuff so yeah just, it's gonna stay as it is yeah definitely <laughs> all righty then um do you want to start off on like when you became pregnant? Um, sure. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's actually a funny story because, so I didn't mention this before, but I'm Christian. I gave my life to Jesus when I was 18. And um, so that year, um, well, 2021 my husband asked me what do you want for christmas and i was like a baby in jesus name amen like that was my whole statement (laughs) i love that oh my god yeah and then he was like oh well i want a dog so then i was like okay (laughs) he was like and i want a dog before we have a baby and i was like okay (laughs) so then i got him a dog for christmas on the 20th and i found out on christmas day on the 25th that i was pregnant so it was a whole oh Christmas gosh. miracle extravaganza. <laughs> you both got what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, it was um, <clears throat> it was a blessing. But we had decided a few months before that we were going to start trying and thank God um, our process. And, and that was very um, clean and, and simple. Uh, we were not really sure what to expect, but we we're, you know, just grateful that on the first shot, you know, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Aww. Yeah. That's great. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was good. So how did you decide like where you wanted to give birth and all that? Yeah. So um, actually I was going to have my daughter in um, a hospital here in Miami. And I was with an OB that I had been with or at least the office I had been with already. And then my OB left to another state. So when I went in like, hey, I'm pregnant or I think I'm pregnant, it was like, well, this is your new OB. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. So it was actually the first time that I met her. <clears throat> and um, I was just like really taken back. 
Um, I, I had planned on, on having my daughter there, but then I changed course. But really because within the first, you know, sitting down of me- meeting this OB, the um, the first thing was like, well, I'm going to give you my spiel on why you need to get like COVID vaccinated. And I was like, whoa, you've got the wrong one. <laughs> no, you've got the wrong one. But then from there, I was honestly blown away because I, you know, I kind of expected that just with all of the pressure already that was going on with that. Um, but I didn't know how many other vaccines they were going to try to get me to get before having my daughter. And so that's really what kind of burst the door open for me in terms of looking into the ingredients and like that was not something i really cared about before i knew i wasn't going to get the COVID vaccine but obviously in that moment it was a really big factor so from there i decided to take a step back but it was actually kind of difficult because um i was in the same ob as my best friend at the time that was pregnant as well so we kind of had like this dream of like oh my god we're gonna have the baby in the same place you know type of thing um but yeah so it was really honestly a good growth point for me though because i had to begin to make decisions that were what I felt was in line with uh, my conviction and, you know, just my understanding of what was right and wrong. And that was the beginning of that hunt for me was looking into those vaccines and realizing it wasn't something I felt comfortable putting in my body or in my, in my baby's body, you know? Um, And so from there, I actually spoke to my chiropractor that recommended a birthing center here in Miami. And that I kind of just went straight off her recommendation, which We'll talk about in a few minutes why that was probably not the best idea, but I just trusted her. I'd been with my chiropractor forever and I was like, you know what, you know, that sounds great. So we're going to do that. Like that was it. Had the chiropractor had any like other patients that had gone to that birthing center? Like how did she or him think like, oh yeah, go there. Like, (laughs) I guess she had a previous relationship with the actual doula that was the director at the time okay. of that birthing center. Um, she had like her stuff there in her office and everything. So <clears throat> yeah, I guess they had a previous relationship. And I think that she might have had somebody work with that director as her doula, but not, I don't think within that birthing center. Oh. Um so I just kind of went off of that recommendation. I went to the birthing center. I did like the whole interview process. But the thing is, I wasn't as informed, you know, as I am today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, today I would have made a different decision. I think it worked out in the best way that it could have, given the circumstances. You know, everything was kind of in the air till the end of it. But, um, yeah, that's just how I ended up at the birthing center. Nice. Nice. All right. Um how did like labor star how was your pregnancy actually like did you have a good pregnancy (laughs) um uh, it was really hard honestly (laughs) it was a really hard pregnancy oh no (laughs) but you know what like i said i i was in a that time of my life during my pregnancy it was honestly some it was a time where there was so it was such a transitional moment for me um in a lot of aspects of my life career-wise um, within my church, there was a lot of things going on. So it was a moment where I really think that my pregnancy was a catalyst for me to begin to come out of people pleasing. And it affected me in every single aspect of my life. Mm. And that was, um, there was a lot of anxiety that I had. So I, I really feel like, um, the environment that I was in and the emotional, term oil that I was in affected my pregnancy to some extent where I, you know, I had morning sickness and nausea to like the maximum. Um, I don't know if I had, um, what is that called? HG or, or... <laughs> I'm not even yeah. gonna attempt to say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I had that, but I know that I was really bad. Oh. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I just know that I was I really bad. I don't think I did either until after I had my daughter and somebody said something about it. I'm like, what the heck is that? I'm like, oh. Yeah. I heard about it because of <laughs> of of Birth Belongs to Women. That's how mm. I figured out what yeah. that is. And I was like, oh my God, did I have that? Yeah. I, have no idea. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot more common than people think. Like, because yeah. there's, I feel like there's also like stages too. Like you could have like a mild version, you could have a really severe version. So like, I definitely think a lot more people have it than what you'd think yeah i was vomiting a lot and i mean at some point i just like kind of 
arranged a routine around it and i was like okay well i have to get up at this time oh. so that i can throw up at this time so that i can be at this place by this time. oh my gosh like did you did you routinely like throw up at a certain time or is it sporadic no no for real i did i did oh my gosh. i woke up at a specific time so that i can throw up by a specific time <gasps> to be on time to work because i was still working at the time oh my goodness. and i actually was traveling um from I was traveling all of South Florida because I did sales. So I managed like oh. 25 different stores in South Florida. And I mean, at some point, honestly, like I couldn't even work. I was just like, I had to, Oh no, I had to finesse. I'm not going to say what I did because mm. it was bad, I, but I was not working how I should have been working. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did you work up until you had your baby? I worked until I was about seven and a half months and <clears throat> again, the circumstances that I was in were very difficult. And uh, the the situation with my boss at the time, um, he kind of went on like a power trip and came in on a rant and basically said a million disgusting things to me. But one of the things that he said was that um, I can count on him not paying my maternity leave. So then oh. at that point, the only option was for me to basically quit, oh you know. And then from that point on, my husband and I decided it was the best the best thing for me was to just stay home. I had already felt that desire, but that was really like the, the door opened there for me. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously I wasn't going to get hired at eight months pregnant anywhere. Like that's not yeah. going to happen. And then they're not going to be like, and we'll pay your maternity leave. Like that yeah, wasn't no. going to happen. And I knew that. So wow, um, it honestly really changed everything for us. We ended up selling our house. Oh my, uh, my husband did get a job that pays better and, and can cover our current lifestyle but it, the best thing was for us to sell our house get out of debt and you know we're making different arrangements now in terms of where we're going to live but <clears throat> oh my gosh but yeah so with all of that being said my nausea was crazy um and I really do think like I said I think that the circumstances affected it but it didn't really ever go away I mean I was throwing up during labor mm -hmm. so but that's normal to some yeah. extent you know with the hormones <laughs> and whatnot you know but it calmed down after the first trimester and then into the second and third, it was a little bit more manageable. But you want to know something weird is fluoride really actually affected my my nausea. I was using fluoride toothpaste for the like beginning half. Yeah. And then I had like an epiphany like at three in the morning <laughs> where I woke up and started researching fluoride. It was crazy. And when I switched my toothpaste, it calmed my nausea. Oh, my gosh, that's bizarre. It is. I don't know. I mean, if if somebody ever like if somebody hears that and says, hey, me too, like that would really help because I yeah. think I'm crazy, but it, it actually did help. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, fluoride's nasty anyway. Isn't it like a neurotoxin yeah. or something like that? I don't like I don't do it's like too much. About yeah, it. it's bad. I mean, it's in our water, too. <laughs> Yeah, it's in our water too, but oh, you know, of course, I, uh, anything. But I was like, why am I throwing up so often? With the moment I put my toothbrush in my mouth, it's like immediate, you oh, know. No. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like that doesn't make sense. Ugh. But it, my toothpaste when I switched it, it helped a lot. Wow, that's crazy. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Did you? But it's crazy too because the body knows, and mm -hmm. and I really feel like that my body you know, just had the wisdom to know, like, it's like, you need to change this. And mm. that's why I feel like I had that epiphany at three o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> that led to a deep Google search. Oh, my gosh. Or it was God. He was like, you know, what? yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Huh. So like, did you have like any food because you were throwing up any food aversions or cravings? Um, I would say that the weirdest craving that I had was, um, I really wanted corn ice cream, like sweet corn ice cream. I'd never had it. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> it, it's actually, I found out it was a thing in Mexico. No. Like it's a Mexican dish, <gasps> um, but I had never heard of it. I just, I have a, I have a thing for sweet corn. So like oh I made gosh, sweet same. corn flan recently. <laughs> Sweet corn flan is really good. So when mm. I was thinking about it, I was like, wow, this would be a really good ice cream. Oh and then I was like, whoa. Oh my God. But I never had it. I never got to have it. <laughs> You'll have to try and make some of your own. <laughs> oh, yes, I will. <laughs> I definitely will. I've been a, a, experimenting already with ice creams. I've done really? vanilla. Yeah, because oh I make pavlovas. And so you get leftover yolk when you make pavlova. So I was like, okay, I need to make something. And so I made ice cream. Nice. Oh, I like that. How fun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. <laughs> Um, all right. So 
uh, I guess we'll get into when your, your labor started. Um, so like I said, I was cooking a lot during my pregnancy, a lot. And so, I mean, I don't think you have the camera recording, but this is a scar that I got from the day that I went into labor while I was making carrot soup, a carrot curry soup. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was the second time I was making that. And like, literally I made it and I didn't even eat it. I just was like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, I just made the soup. It smelled great. And then I was like, yeah, I'm done. And then I just put on like Shit's Creek and I sat on the couch and I was like, this is starting. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> this is interesting. It was weird because like, it, it felt like period cramps. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what, this is not a Braxton Hick. Like I had those pretty consecutively. So I knew it wasn't that. And it just felt like a period cramp. And um, then it just kind of progressed. But I was actually in labor for three days like my early, my early labor was three days. And so um, they had kind of prepped me pretty well for that at the birthing center. Um, they told me to expect as a first time mom to be in labor for three days. That's usually what it takes, like mm -hmm. undisturbed. Yeah. And they were like, just grab some snacks and chill out. And so that's exactly what I did. I grabbed my snacks and I chilled out watching Shit's Creek. Oh and I actually watched Shit's Creek my entire labor, like all three days I was binge watching Shit's Creek. That so. is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That show is funny. Um, I like that show. <laughs> it's so good. It's so well written. So it was able to keep you like distracted in a way. Yeah, it helped me pass the time. I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to get like so deep in my head that <clears throat> I tried to progress in, in a way that my body wasn't ready for, you know? So mm -hmm. I was kind of just getting used to the rhythm of, of it and trying to just listen to, you know, what my body needed. And, um, I don't know if I delayed it by just chilling out, but <laughs> I felt pretty, I feel like it, maybe not. I was really calm, you're relaxed and you're just chilling. Your body's like, okay, we're good. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And you know what, actually, I don't know if, um, like the, I don't want to say that, like I induced it. I was, I, knew that I was going to have my daughter at 39 weeks. Like I just felt it. And, um, I actually told the birthing center that, and they were like, no, your first time mom, you're probably going to go over. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just letting you know, like, just be prepared. Yeah. They weren't prepared for me at all. Really? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> they were not prepared for me. Oh no. Um, but after I was 38 weeks and four days when my labor started. Okay. And so I actually had her at 39 on the dot, Wow, which was really cool. Damn. Yeah. On a, on a Sunday. So that was, nice. it was sweet. Um, yeah, it was really sweet. But so I was watching Shit's Creek and, you know, my labor was progressing. And then I couldn't really, I didn't know how to sleep through it. So I was just like, you know what, let me just sit on this ball. And my dog was with me, my doggy doula, Coda. She was with me my whole labor until Aww. I went into the birthing center. Aww. And, you know, I was just kind of trying to get used to that, um, sensation because I was like just like what is this like this is feels like cramps so I didn't know like I didn't know my my um doula that was through the birthing center um was just telling me like to drink water that it's probably gonna go away that it's too early for me da, 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 da. Yeah. and I was like okay well I really don't think it's gonna go away but okay <laughs> <laughs> did they I'll drink water to stay at like a certain consistency and like intensity or did they ever ramp up at all um, I would say that the first like day or that night, you know, cause it was at night, it was at six 30 at night on a Thursday. It started. Um, it was really calm. And through that night it was calm. Um, I was able to like rest through it to some extent. I mean, I didn't completely fall asleep at any point, but <clears throat> I was able to rest through it. And, um, but they were pretty equal in timing. Like they would come and go around the same pace, you know? So I was like, this is not, a Braxton Hick, mm -hmm. it's not gonna go away, you know? <laughs> um, I didn't know about, uh, what's that word? Uh, Prodomal labor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. No, I don't, I don't either, I'm right. so bad with words, and just like, I don't it's know how a, to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, it's fine, we'll do it together. Um, yeah, I didn't know about that, and so she was like, oh, you're probably just having prodomal labor, so, Chill. you know. <laughs> No need to come in. And yet. she was like, this can be two weeks. I was like, this oh, is not going to be two weeks. No, I was I like, that's die. not happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that happens sometimes. Oh, you know, I've heard stories that it that doesn't yeah. happen, but. No, thank you. 
<laughs> yeah. But that for me was the beginning of noticing that they're trying to talk me out of what's going on with my body. Mm. And it was, it was, it was, um, it, that kind of persisted through my whole labor with oh. the birthing center. Yeah. Damn. So when you eventually went in, did they actually were like, oh, okay. Or did you like, did they send you home? Um, well, so at some point she was beginning. Okay. Because I had, um, tested positive for COVID that Monday. <gasps> I know but it was really like, I literally just had a cold. I shouldn't even have taken the test, but I was just trying to be decent for the, you know, for the birthing center or whatever. I was just, I guess, trying to do like my due diligence. I don't know. <laughs> But it was really just like a cold. I don't even know if that was legit. Yeah, but... same when I had it. <laughs> yeah. And I actually hear that that's pretty common, that women will like get kind of like sick a little bit before and it's just whatever. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I didn't know that. I tested for I tested for COVID. So. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went, you know, and I was like, look, I just want to let you know, bad idea. So then they were like, they used that, you know, to try to begin to shimmy me into being comfortable with the idea that I might have to have the baby in the hospital. Oh, wow. So she was like, you know, you just might need to open up your mind to that possibility. And um, my mind was really not open to that possibility. Like, I just was not going to go there. Mm -hmm. um, so my mind started going to, I need to find somebody that's going to come to my house. Like, that's what I started oh. to go to. Or I'm just going to do it and find somebody that I can call and be like, what would I do next? Like, yes. that was... <laughs> That was where I went, you oh know, but um, I went to the hospital because they didn't want to check me like they didn't want me to go in and get checked. They, she kept telling me that she didn't have a midwife for me because I was too early and that they only begin to have a midwife on call at 39 weeks. So they had and so since I was there. so early. Yeah, that's what she said. She said, since I was so early and this whole thing with the COVID thing, like they don't have a midwife for me. And so. I was like, okay, well, I need you to find out because if this is real labor, she kept saying it probably wasn't. I said, if this is real labor, I need to know if I can count on you guys. Mm -hmm. um, and so then she was scrambling for those three days trying to find somebody to cover. But I didn't know that that birthing center was having so many issues. I really think it was just that she didn't have midwives that wanted to work with her. Oh. And so she was trying to find somebody that would work with her to cover the, the labor, which thank God you know, she was able to find somebody at some point. Oh my gosh. Were they even but, like associated with the birthing center? Or did she just find a random midwife? Um, I genuinely don't think that she had anything to do with the birthing center oh because she God. was actually an OB that came in as a midwife. No. Yeah. Oh and she had a broken foot. I honestly was really <laughs> grateful that the, that the, I'm grateful that she came in because she didn't have to. And I can tell that she, she like, kind of I was grateful. I was grateful that the OB came in, but I can see that the director was really mismanaging that birthing center at no. that time. Um, <gasps> she's not the director anymore, like I said, but I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge issue. Wow. It was a huge issue. And I didn't know I was getting caught in the middle of it. It was like so weird. Oh my gosh. Imagine all the other patients that they had at that time, too. Like, oh. yeah. Well, ma imagine this I'm in the tub in labor. And my mom is reading all of the bad reviews because of the whole situation. I go to my husband. This doesn't look good. Stop. And I was like, guys, get out. No, Just stop. Get shut out. <laughs> I would have been It was dying. so funny. <gasps> oh, my gosh. What, yeah, luckily, what? I didn't hear her, but my husband told me afterwards. What even made her think? Funny. Like, oh, let me read the reviews. <laughs> because of the situation that was going on, that it was... So let me just like explain oh that. So like I said, they were starting, she was starting to kind of try to guide me somewhere else. So I went to, I did go to the hospital. That birthing center is overlooked by an OB that's connected to that hospital that I went to. Anybody in Miami that works in the birthing center, in the birthing world is going to probably know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> um, <clears throat> he overlooks that. So she had me go to that hospital in the case that I had to have the baby there. He would have been the person that took care of me and made sure that I delivered vaginally as opposed to C-section. So at least there was that kind of benefit, which is really what they sell you on. And that birthing center is like, you know, is like a fear tactic of like, you know, at least you're safe. You're across the street from the hospital, you know, <clears throat> anyways, um, I went to the hospital. I was 0.5 centimeters dilated and they were like, you're not having a baby right now. So you can go home. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I go home. But then I was like, 
she actually, the, the director called me right after I hadn't even finished like getting into the car or leaving the hospital. And was like, you see, you're not in labor yet. Can you relax now? Jeez. And I was like, oh, no. um, I am relaxed. <laughs> Do you have a midwife? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Was, I would have been pissed. <laughs> it was pretty me. bad. Damn. Yeah. The audacity. Um, I know. I know. And so, like I said, I was beginning to try to find an alternative. I, I really didn't know what to do. But you know, this is this is what I learned. There was like I really feel like your your body knows, and my, I feel like my body knew it's not safe yet. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was part of why it took me so long. Aside from being a first time mom, the moment that I got into the birthing center and I knew I can have my baby now, I had my baby now. Like mm -hmm. it was like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yep. it was like that. It didn't, it was not hard for me to progress. And that was something she kept saying was, I'm wondering why it's taking you so long to progress. It's taking you so long to progress. I don't understand. And I was like, do you have a midwife lady? Yeah. Like, do you, can I come in? <laughs> My body if knows. you can answer that question, I'm pretty sure this baby's going to fly out oh of me. Gosh. Oh, that's yeah. insane. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so she yeah. eventually found a midwife for you? Well, she, she found an OB, OB that came in as a midwife. Yeah. So I was actually, um, I was about, I lived about 30, 45 minutes away from the birthing center. So when my labor started, <clears throat> I went to my mom's house that was about 15 minutes away or 10 minutes away from the birthing center. And I just um, labored there for um, the following two days. So uh, Thursday, no, what is it? Three days. Yeah, three days. Thursday, I went Friday. So on Sundays when I had my daughter. So I was at my mom's house for the weekend, basically, and family was coming by and like, you're still here? Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, you haven't had the baby yet? And I was like, no, no. I'm just chilling, guys. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. Oh, my God. But it was, it, was, um, it was cool to experience that because I was in my childhood home. And so to me, I realized this is where I feel safe. <sighs> and I think it allowed me the space to go through a lot of the emotions that I was experiencing during labor because I think – Although it took long, I think my body gave my mind time to catch up mm. to what was going on. Um, and I really had to kind of like listen, you know. Um, I'm somebody that has a kind of a, a long history of sexual abuse and traumatic experiences. So my pregnancy was really the, the like I said, the catalyst of ending that, that people pleasing, but really having to listen to the experience that my body went through with abuse. And that was actually when I started therapy. It was during my pregnancy. And um, for me, I would say I did two, I had to do two birthing courses because the birthing center required one in person. And I did one online so that my husband can join me because he couldn't go in person. But I think between everything that I did and studied, I think therapy was the number one thing to help me with my pregnancy and labor. Mm -hmm. And obviously postpartum was that I had set up an environment where I gave myself the space to process what I was experiencing internally. Um, and like I said, as somebody that has a history of sexual abuse, I had learned how to neglect my body mm -hmm. and you can't do that during labor, <laughs> especially when you have to surrender. Yeah. You know? And so it took me some time, but I think by the end of my labor, I got to a point where I trusted myself enough and I trusted my body. I, I was really trusting God and the way that he designed my body. I had to get to that point, which to me felt like my body was broken. You know, that was the narrative that I had of myself. And so at that point I had to say, well, God designed me this way. And if something goes wrong, it's in his hands, but I'm really trusting him that every single part of my body is designed to do this, mm -hmm. you know? <clears throat> And so I really had to just kind of like lean into that. And it was really a moment too of healing for my relationship with my mom. I didn't think that I was going to want my mom there <laughs> because I feel like my mom and I have a great relationship, but I felt like I didn't know how I was going to handle my mom's emotions because for me, I, for a long time, I feel like I've had to carry the weight of everybody else's emotions too. And so I didn't know how I would handle my mom there, but mm -hmm. Ultimately, that was like the only person I wanted for the most, for all of the early labor. My husband was like supportive, but I was like, no, I don't, I, I don't need you yet. Like, <laughs> just, just hang out there. Like, I love you, but this is not the moment. No, this not is the mom, the daughter moment. And it was really funny. My mom was like helping me with like the hip squeezes and we had like a 
like a waltz, like a dance mm-hmm. going on. It was almost more like a twerk, but <laughs> we did it together. It worked. <laughs> yeah. The twerk that worked. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so like I said, I was in, I was in um, my childhood home, which also brought a, t- a ton of memories to me during that process. Um, but at that point, um, by Sunday night, my labor had progressed um, a lot. I went in Sunday morning to get checked in the birthing center with the midwife that she finally found. And I was um, three centimeters dilated. So they sent me back home or else I was going to have to like, they, they just didn't know. They were like, you're taking too long to progress. So it's just better if you go home. And then they offered me like extra doula care, but it would have been additional charge if they went to my house to help me. It was like ridiculous. So I was like, no, I'm going home and bye. <laughs> yeah, so I went I'll, home, I'll be good. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm fine. Wow. I went home and um, I just, you know, I just kind of had to dig deep because at that point I kind of hit a wall where I was like, I, I can't do this for another day. Mm. You know, it's been three days. It was Sunday mm. afternoon almost. It was like Sunday morning. And I was like, I can't, I can't go another day. So... I cried for like a second and then I was like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> We're doing this, you know? And then I put the worship music on and I just really allowed myself to settle into the experience. And I mm-hmm. think that was <clears throat> where it started to shift for me because I really do think I was in that kind of tug of war of just, yeah, just chilling. Honestly, I was just chilling for a while of it, you know, I had to turn off Shit's Creek and really get into like what was going on with my body. Um, and then from there at around by two o'clock, it had picked up or no, by 12 o'clock. And I was trying to get them back into the birthing center to check me again. And they were like, okay, let's wait till two. And I was like, you guys are killing me, bro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so then I finally got them to meet me there at one. And then, so we got there at one. And she was like, well, it seems like you're um, five centimeters dilated. You had to be six to be admitted. So they were like, we'll keep you here for an hour. And, you know, but we're going to have to do the early doula care. So they were like ready to charge me extra. I don't think that she did, but that's what they told me that day. But actually when they did that check, I think that they ruptured my membranes and I didn't know that that's what happened. I began to understand more of the process of what happened with my labor, obviously as I've been going through the process and everything with birth belongs to women, kind of just hearing other people's stories and understanding like the whole medical side and everything. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize when I chose the birthing center, how medical minded it was, Mm -hmm. you know, and it really is. It Mm -hmm. really is. It just, they provide a a hotel room, but Mm -hmm. that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Which I've been to nicer hotel rooms, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. And paid less. Mm -hmm. Yep. But um, yeah, so they ruptured my membranes and um, then they had me walk around a million times. But that was, that's where I'm saying um, the moment that I knew that I can stay here because they were like, oh, do you want to go back home? I was like, I'm not going back home. Mm-hmm. I'm having Please. this baby. <laughs> yeah. And it's 15 minutes. Mind you, 15 minutes in the car, five centimeters dilated mm-hmm. with contractions mm-hmm. is not cool. Mm-hmm. I could not sit. Nope. <laughs> I couldn't sit. I was holding myself like off the seat because I couldn't sit down you know it was ridiculous oh my gosh yeah yeah oh my gosh I was loud too like I was screaming and I remember like grabbing the handle in my husband's car and just like reaching over and I'm like I'm screaming in his ear this poor man is gonna go deaf by the time we get to the hospital yeah oh my gosh yeah no was not that's not fun at all (laughs) it's not easy i mean hey look some women have their baby in the car which like Mm -hmm. that's awesome Mm -hmm. but i was not dilated enough for that Mm -hmm. so (laughs) we had not progressed to that point i I mean if i had the baby in the car that's cool but it's not easy to sit in a car when there's a Oh, a baby God, pushing out. No. no, no, I would have loved. You that. actually can't sit. I couldn't sit. <laughs> <No>. So <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and so then after that, they had me do. Um, we walked around the, bili- the building like a million times, and I went up the stairs and did this thing called like elephant walks or something like that, where you're like lifting your leg and opening it wide. And I don't even know. It was like 
a different kind of squat. I was oh, holding no. onto the door handle and deep. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> it opened me up for sure. That's good. You know. <laughs> Um, oh, this is, I think I was starting to mention this earlier, but part of, aside from the food and the cooking and all that stuff that I did, I think what started to get me ready for labor was that I had gone to the chiropractor the day before my labor started. And I actually went during my labor as well, the following day on that Friday. Oh. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you know where the round ligament is. Yeah. Yeah. When she pressed on that, I almost kicked her in the mouth. But <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It hurts so bad. Oh it hurts so gosh. bad. I almost kicked her in the mouth. But oh. I think it kind of aligned me a little bit to mm-hmm. help me <clears throat> and help the baby kind of sort, you know, Get in make her position. way down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to the birthing center. So we were there. And then after I did all of those elephant walks and backflips and door twerks, I don't know what I did. Um, <laughs> I finally got checked into the room. So I also didn't realize that I can say no to all of those things. Like I didn't have to have that many checks, you know, Um, but they did check me like four or five times. And then, yeah. Was there a lot of time in between the checks or no? A few hours, maybe, you know, an hour or two. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. And so the issue with, with, this midwife was that she wasn't comfortable with a water birth. So I got into the room and I was obviously, you know, progressing and whatnot. No, I was on the, on the ball for a little bit. And then eventually I felt comfortable getting into the tub. Like I felt like I was far long enough that that's what I wanted. And, um, I, I labored in there for a little bit and, um, they ordered Uber eats and went outside, which was fine with me because I just wanted them to leave me alone a little bit, you know, but (laughs) what I didn't like was that they told me like, you can't push while we're gone. So, because they said that I wasn't far along enough, but my body was pushing. I could not help it. Yeah, no, you can't. (laughs) I was like, I can't not push. Mm -hmm. So they gave me like a breather thing to do instead of pushing. They're like, do this instead. And they were outside eating. And so I didn't, I I mean, I was breathing, but you know, you can really own, you can't hold it back. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. Nope. If, if you've ever had to, I'm sorry to say it, but if you've ever had to poop really bad, <laughs> you're not holding it. You're just not. And no. so she told me when you feel the rectal pressure, you're going to need to push. That's what happened. Um, so I had to push. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My body's yeah. going to do what it's going to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel rectal pressure. Wow. I'm pushing. Oh my and so gosh. <laughs> I was pushing. I and eventually they came back in after they heard the sounds that I was making. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and they were like, um, let's check to see if you're ready to push. And I was like, okay, well, I'm sure. pushing anyways, but you can check, you know? And they were like, okay. So then I got out of the tub and I'm pushing while walking outside of the tub, oh. which I would have preferred to have the baby kind of just either standing yeah. or on all fours, but no, they wanted me on the bed. So then I had to be on the bed because that's what the OB was comfortable with, you know? Um, and this is where, I mean, at this point I, you know, there was several things I wasn't comfortable with, but if I'm honest with you, I think that this is where I got triggered with my past experience mm-hmm. because I'm on the bed, you know, and I have five people on me, mm-hmm. which two of them were people I love. My husband is very sweet, love him to death, but it was five people holding me basically down. You know, my husband was holding one hand, the doula was on the other, my mom was holding a foot, the other one was holding a foot and the OB had her fingers in me. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so I, at that point, I think I was, tr- I, it triggered me for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was really hard to kind of navigate that. Eventually, I was just like, everybody shut the hell up and give me a mirror. Like, just leave me alone. Yeah. Um, Because my mom was also like, there she is. There she is. And I was like, she's, that's literally, there's three hairs there. That's hardly, hardly ahead there, mom. And I can feel it. I know she's not coming out yet. Like, this is going to take a few minutes. Like, she's just going to take her time. You know, it takes some time to open up a little bit. Like, oh, well. let let the pace 
<laughs> that my body needs to take, just go. You know, it was funny, you know, looking back. But yes, but in that moment, me out. Like, no. <laughs> it stressed me out, you know? Oh. No, this is the best part of my story right here. <laughs> in the middle of me pushing my baby out, I hear a ding dong on the door. You're like your room door or like the building? The whole, no, in the whole office. It was a Sunday, so we're the only ones in the building. So in our built in our office, like the whole suite thing, we hear a ding dong what? and everybody stops. <laughs> everybody shuts up and goes, did you invite somebody? <laughs> and my mom goes, oh, that must be your dad and your brother. And I was like, no, what? no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. He could wait outside. Wow. I'm pushing a baby out. Yeah. This is one of their business. <gasps> oh my God. It was so funny. That was funny. That was funny. And honestly, it was the most, that was so my dad. It was so my dad for him to show up in the middle of me pushing my baby out and ding dong that thing. Like it was so him. <laughs> it was funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. So then um, <clears throat> I didn't want to lay like completely flat on my back. Mm -hmm. So I laid a little bit like on the side. Yeah. Just because I, I was like, I'm not going to push blue. I'm not going to do mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, but she was like, oh, you know, you can push like in between contractions. So I was at that point, I think I, it sucks to say it, but I think I disassociated a little bit and was just going by what she said, you know, yeah. and that's something that's, I don't even know how I feel about that right now. Still like thinking about it. It makes me uncomfortable um, mm. because it really was like not what I, what mm. I expected yeah, or what I wanted, mm. you know, um, but it is what it is. And um my active labor lasted from 2 to 6:42 is when i had her so i was really only pushing for like uh 40 minutes or something like that which the whole time they're like you're doing so great for a first time mom oh my gosh oh my gosh and i was like what did you expect me to do yeah, i'm sorry yeah. what did you expect from me <laughs> probably we're expecting did you to, expect like, me, me to transfer like what did you expect <laughs> What did you expect? Wow. It was so weird. Like the whole dialogue was just so strange. That is very <clears throat> weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if it had been like what they were expecting, what they would have said as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's like, so wow, strange. you actually sucked as a first time yeah. mom. Like, what are you going to say? And that's so weird. <laughs> anyway, so weird. I just took the compliment and I was like, thank Thanks. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks sure oh my gosh wow um, yeah it was weird but so i actually tore in to, um two places oh, wow. so the other thing too was they had me they sewed me up before my i breastfed for the first time which i wouldn't have done that if you know i wouldn't have made that decision i didn't really feel like i had an option but that's what they said was best and i just went with it you know mm. um I also don't remember how long I, I waited to cut the cord. Um, but I, I know that it was delayed. They said, but I can't even remember like what it even looked like. I think they said that, um, that there wasn't a pulse anymore in, in the cord. And so I don't even remember like if it was two minutes or 30 minutes that we waited. I, that's why, that's how I know that I, What's I disassociated that, yeah, a little right bit there. there, you know, because I struggled to remember. And that's what I, what grieves me more is that I don't fully remember what happened. Um, and so, yeah, you know, that's sad. I should be able to remember my daughter's birth perfectly, especially the fact that it was completely not met like medicalized like i wasn't on anything i mean granted there was a ton of hormones going on but i knew i know that it had more to do with just that experience um i think if i had stayed home um i think i would have been able to kind of just rest into that the end of that labor and remember it <laughs> you know cherish it hold it um but to me it feels a little bit <clears throat> invasive definitely mm -hmm. wow how long did did I mute myself just by mistake right now? No, I can still hear you. <laughs> oh, because it said unmute, and now I don't know if I was muted the whole time. Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> um, I hope not. Okay, <laughs> I'll have to redo it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, how long after uh, the baby came out did your placenta? Did it take a while, or like did they actually let it come out by itself, or did they yank it out? 
No, they didn't yank it out. They, I mean, they kind of like tugged on it a little bit, um, but they didn't yank it out. She just asked me if I felt like I was ready, and I and I delivered it naturally, you know. Um, <clears throat> and then they, they didn't do like any kind of massaging or anything afterwards. Um, they just took me to the room next door so that they can um, do some stitching on the tears that I had, which mm. I didn't feel when I tore. I didn't even know that I tore, but mm. I did. Um, and then they brought me back into the room so that I can – um, obviously breastfeed and hold my daughter. Did you think that your your tears would have healed by themselves? Or like, do you think you actually did need the, the stitches? That's a good question. Um, I mean, granted, they would have healed. They have to heal, you know. Um, I don't know if I needed the stitches. I didn't even see the tears before or after. Like, I don't even know what it looked like. Mm. Um, but I know what it felt like to try to sit after, and I could not sit. <laughs> oh my after. god! <laughs> yeah, uh. <clears throat> I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. But um, hmm. it's something that I'm interested in learning about. Um, is is what the alternative healing process would look like for that? Um, and then I think in my next birth, I, I might, might decide not to because. Um, I think it's already so much that the body goes through that if there's a way, I mean, if you're resting, if you're in bed rest, like I was, I did stay in bed for like a long time and I had people come take care of us and our house and bring meals. And, um, I tried to stay in bed as long as possible. Um, I think, you know, it's going to have to heal, you know, that's just what the body does. So, and I have heard of women that, that don't get stitches and, you know, yeah, I, I didn't, but mine was only a first degree and he he asked if i wanted it stitched up and i was like mm, i'm done with you you can get the hell away from me <laughs> really yeah she just told it. me like hey you're gonna need stitches and i was just like okay yeah i mean it wasn't my first time getting stitches i've had several incidents where i've had to get stitches mm-hmm. so i was just like okay <laughs> yeah even like i don't know if even like my down there was really like bothered me after labor it like, cause going to the bathroom was fine. I could sit and everything. It was my ass. Like I literally, really? it felt like I had taken a giant poop and like, oh, it hurt so bad. <laughs> I don't know well, so, a, a lot of people had warned me like, yeah, good luck in your first crap. You oh, know, because it's oh going to hurt like I hell. I, but like, honestly, my first crap was not like my first, I'm sorry. That's a, that's not <laughs> my first <laughs> My first bathroom time. Bowel movement. <laughs> Bowel movement. The first time my stools. My, anyways, it was, you know, it was not a big deal. But no. I, for some people I, it is. I don't know. I, for mine, like, I wanted to go. I, like, when I'm constipated, I get, like, this really bad, like, pain by my kidneys. And I remember sitting there and, like, my husband had gone out and got us something to eat and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm getting that pain. Like I need to go to the bathroom and I could not for the life of me go to the bathroom. And it's so we harder. literally had to tell one of the nurses, like, can I have some like stool softener or something? Because like, I need to go, I'm in pain and I can't. <laughs> well, actually, you know, what's kind of funny is that I had to like remind myself how to poop. <laughs> like I was like, okay, Bianca, don't push oh my bear down <laughs> i was like bear down oh like you know what they say like oh when you're when you're in labor you don't push you bear down so i was like you're gonna bear down <laughs> oh that's great I so i changed my mindset on how i poop too is that i don't poop i don't push no you're I not supposed down. to <laughs> yeah you know i feel like that's what most people do they try and push it out <laughs> yeah you don't you bear down yeah <laughs> oh that's so funny you, you breathe that poop down <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's great that's funny oh jeez. oh my goodness all right um, so um how was your postpartum then like when did you i know birthing centers they send you home right after right yeah i went home five hours after which okay. was nice i was glad to go home yeah oh my gosh <laughs> i feel that <laughs> Yeah, I was so happy to go home. Um, and I mean, it was pretty good. Um, 
I think the hardest thing was trying to get to the pediatrician the day after, which I probably wouldn't do again. Oh, oh my gosh. Which they canceled on me while I was walking through the door and made me come back the following day. It was crazy too. And I drove 35 minutes or 45 minutes to get there. It was crazy. I should have just stayed home. We weren't even allowed to leave until we had made an appointment. And I didn't really have a pediatrician lined up because like, I don't do vaccines. So I'm like, no pediatrician where I live is going to see my baby. So I'm like, I don't have one. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, sorry. No, sorry. you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> I had found this pediatrician based off of the recommendation of the birthing center. Horrible mistake taking these recommendations. It's just all these. She was awful too. She was awful. Yeah. Except I did switch pediatricians and that was based off of a recommendation too. And it was, (laughs) but it was a good recommendation. Okay. Good. Recommendation. (laughs) And I, I haven't met the, the, the doctor yet, but I think it's going to be fine. (laughs) She's pretty outspoken against vaccines. So I don't think we're going to have any beef. They are, they're so hard to find because like my, I ended up bringing her to the pediatrician I went to when I was little and my family was the last family that he was going to see um, that didn't vaccinate. So I was like, oh, he's probably not going to see my daughter. But we made the appointment anyway because they wouldn't let us leave the hospital until we had an appointment. So literally next day we bring her and... um, they they didn't do much. They just kind of looked her over, waiter, and yeah, okay, you're good. I'm like, the hell was the point of this? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Like, even with the vaccines, they don't they wait until like the third visit or something like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm just not coming back. <laughs> so yeah, really and she was good. she was pushing me too, like for like weird things that she. I mean, she was like, you're really not going to do this for something so stupid. That's what the pediatrician told me. I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm leaving also, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna delay in paying you. <laughs> for oh, these are wellness checks. Oh, they're just Awful. so stupid. I mean, the second yeah. one, I guess, wasn't terrible because he did tell me um, my daughter at like two weeks was sleeping through the night. And I was like, oh, should I get her up and feed her? Like, I don't know. Um, so I was waking her up to feed her. And my pediatrician was like, no, if she's sleeping, leave her alone. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like, I get more sleep. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Never to come back. But thank you for that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know. I'm like, I feel like she's supposed to be eating. But I guess like I, she's like, yeah, I've heard fine. like every three hours or whatever, you're like supposed to wake them up yeah. or something like that at the beginning. Yeah. But like he was like, nah, her weight's fine. You can let her sleep. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And like when a baby's hungry, they're going to wake up. Yeah. That's what that's like. Like, all right. <clears throat> now I know. <laughs> Plus, like also like she was formula fed because I couldn't breastfeed. So next one, I'm hoping I can breastfeed. And then we co-slept with her still kind of do um so i'm hoping like it'll be a lot easier because i can stay in bed i don't have to get up and mix formula yeah <laughs> like you just whip out a boob here you go <laughs> that's what i do yes oh my god exactly like that yep. you just turn and mm-hmm. here you go yep so you go back easier. to sleep oh and i feel like that's how they actually do eventually sleep through the night is because like you're right there food is right there they're good like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I, I, w- I think that that honestly was a big um a big deal for us in postpartum was keeping her close mm-hmm. and <clears throat> um i had her in the bassinet for maybe a few weeks if i can say weeks yeah. with an s uh eventually she ended up in bed with me in like a little one of those little donut things <laughs> just to make sure she doesn't roll around. But what was crazy to me was like, I didn't have the mindset that I have at all now that uh, then I just wasn't, you know, I didn't study these things. I didn't know how it's going to feel. I just went with what felt right at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was being told, you know, to watch the taking care of babies thing. And like, this is what you need to do to sleep like properly. And this is what the baby needs. So we started with a swaddle. We put her in the bassinet. And the first night the girl was rolling 
against the wall of the bassinet. And I was like, what the heck are you doing? You cannot be doing this, Damn. Sophia. You little strong baby. She's like, so get me out of this. Take, yeah, I had to take the swaddle off. You know, it was oh. it was funny, but it was like yeah. freaky. So we abandoned the swaddle, you know, and then eventually uh, it was just easier because I was exhausted. You mm. know, I was exhausted. I mean, yeah. three days in labor, you know, I hadn't slept. I was just done. Yeah. Um, and so the safer thing was to just keep her in bed um, with me and just, you know, whatever safe way that looked like. I'm not going to tell people how to do that, but whatever safe way that looks like for you, you do it, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and she's still with us. Mm-hmm. She's still with us. I mean, now she likes to roll she likes to roll still, but she likes to roll off the bed. So oh, yeah. I brought her mattress into our bedroom. We have our mattress on the floor. Yep, and same. so she rolls off of our mattress mm-hmm. onto, onto her hers. mattress in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So, That's hey, true. she likes her own space. Eventually mm-hmm. she'll decide, you know, we'll we'll get to that point where we're ready for her to have her own space, but yeah. we're not there yet. Hold on. It's fine. I even yeah. still like, I feel like it's not going to be her like she'll want her own space it's gonna be me i'm like no i need to be next to you (laughs) like i just like feeling her there like she's good like i can hear her breathing yeah you you rest better yeah no i totally get it no i remember when i in the beginning i was like are you still breathing? <laughs> I would do that all the time. I'd like wake up and be like, I would put like she breathing? two fingers. Yeah, the two fingers on her chest. Do you still have a pulse? Okay, perfect. Even like last night, like we have our, our bed and it's a mattress and a box spring on the floor because I'm in the process of getting a new bed frame. And then her room next door has the mattress completely on the floor because she does. She likes to get off of it. Um, So <laughs> she has a cold right now. And... I was in our room last night. I put her in her room and I'm watching TV. I hear her do this like gagging cough. Like she choked and then it will go silent. I'm like, is she okay? I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm feeling kind of weird. So I'm like, I'm going to go check on her. So I literally walk into her room. And I'm like, I hear her breathing. I'm like, cool. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> I feel like I'm always going to yeah. be like a helicopter mom just like okay she good she's good <laughs> yeah uh, first first time moms i'm like feeling mom of one <laughs> uh, i'm sure that'll go away if i have more I'm like, okay whatever they're breaking their nose yeah or how about like when you're how about when you introduce the solids and you're like is she choking did you choke <laughs> did you choke <laughs> or are you gagging uh, yeah yeah I'm still choke or a gag. <laughs> My sister has done that. Like she came over one day and I had given her something and she was eating and she starts doing the gagging. And my sister's like, she's choking. She's choking. I'm like, no, she's just no, gagging. It's, it's a gag. Yeah. Girl you know what? Watching the videos on explaining the difference. Uh, mm-hmm. My mother-in-law still freaks out every mm-hmm. single time she feeds her. My daughter's a year and something. She freaks out every single time because my daughter goes, ah, and she's like, oh, she's choking. No, like, no, she's, she's literally fine. just she's spitting good. it out. She's just spitting it out. That's all. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, fine. The joys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your postpartum was, was good. You got to stay in bed. You had meals brought to you. Um, yeah, I had my, my mother-in-law would come over pretty often, um, and cook for us, make us some meals. She made me a, a, um, a soup, a Colombian caldo, which is of onions, potatoes, and egg. And my face almost slapped the bowl because I was so tired. And that was like a warm hug for my organs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's important. It's important. Um, the rest, after, uh, you know, postpartum is super important. And I really wish that uh, women had more support oh, around yeah. that time and um, that they were given the space to rest and heal and connect and bond, you know, with their baby. I think that people really um, need that. And luckily, I had the space, you know, the space for that. And I really didn't even have a lot of visitors come by. Um, I kind of restricted that mostly because like, like I wasn't freaking out that the baby was going to get sick or anything. That wasn't really my concern. Um, but I can feel that, 
there was a lot of emotions. Like people don't brace you for this part, you know, the mama bear effect mm-hmm. where I'm ready to slaughter mm-hmm. anybody that breathes or looks at my daughter just because like you don't have to yep. do anything. Mm-hmm. Just look at her and I'll kill you. Yep. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like it just happens. Mm-hmm. And I just was not, you know, I wasn't prepared for that side of things. And um, so it took me some time to not want to murder my family just for looking at my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that. <laughs> you know? I was like Sebastian, which is my husband's name. I was like, Sebastian, they're sitting too close. <laughs> He's like, they're fine. I'm watching. No, no they're not. <laughs> too close. It's just too close. Have you seen um, that? Um, there's a video that's like goes around Instagram of like people ask moms, like, would you kill for your child? And like, they're all like, no, what are you talking about? I'm just yeah, like, I did what's see wrong that. with you? <laughs> I did see that. Actually, you know what's hesitate. funny? <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw that. I sent it to my friend today. I was like, oh, on, on the spot. Oh, on the spot. Yeah. What, what, no questions, no nothing. I would just instantly, you're dead. Don't, don't yeah. come between me and my child. You will be dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I, I, um, I just released a, a book that I wrote. It's a poetry book called Femininity. Mm. And um, <clears throat> one of the poems, like smack in the middle of the book, is called Knuckles. And it literally says, touch my kids and you'll catch these fists. Sorry, my ghetto slipped. That's the whole poem. <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you you came out with a book. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about it or like tell everybody about it? Sure. Um, well, it's a collection of poems. Uh, it's called Femininity. And it's basically the process of um, me finding that identity. Like I mentioned, I had a history of um, um, sexual abuse, which affected me in several ways. I wasn't, I didn't grow up Christian. Um, and I actually, you know, fell into several things. I fell into, um, drugs, alcohol, um, homosexuality. I fell into um, pornography, a bunch of things, you know? Um, and so that book is kind of just the poetic therapeutic expression of me trying to discover my identity and womanhood, Mm -hmm. um, across several years, honestly, because it, I, I took about five or six years to write most of those poems, although it took me just a couple of months to put the book together. Um, but the process of writing the book was around five years. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so wh- how did you how did you become a Christian? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I um, my cousin uh, was following me on Snapchat and <laughs> Um, saw me with my girlfriend at the time and was like, hey, you need to come to church. Mm. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm doing drugs. <laughs> like That was basically what was going on. I was at prom and I was on drugs. Like that was actually what happened. And so eventually I got to such a point where I was so depressed and um, I actually had a really bad nightmare where I just got so scared uh, for my life, like from everything that I was doing that I just made the decision to go and um, we, I gave my life to the Lord and so did my girlfriend at the time. So um, it's, it's been a pretty cool process to see how God works, um, you know, both of our lives and, and just see everything turn around for me. It's, it hits, you know, I mean, everybody has their own opinion and views on everything, but looking at my life now, I know that I would have missed every single thing that I just spoke to you about if I hadn't given my life to the Lord that day. You know, and so holding my daughter every single day is just a reminder of that. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a bold person. So he was just like, yo, stop. And I was like, no. <laughs> but it was, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm grateful for that. <clears throat> right. Yeah. No, it, it is. It is. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I... I only God can do that. Only Jesus can do that. And I tried on several times, you know, my own strength to try to figure out ways to heal or actually to get the things that I wanted because I did want to be a mom and I did want to be a wife. And I was actually, you know, considering other ways of doing that at that point in time. Um, and, you know, God turned the whole story around on me. But I'm really glad that he did. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, we make plans or something like that and God laughs. I've heard that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he's like, watch. Or like when you say never and he makes you never, never, like harder than you've ever nevered before or whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, thank you. 
Um, sure. Uh, one of the ones that helped me uh, in the beginning, like I mentioned, part of what uh, kind of set me off into a different direction was just learning about the vaccines. So um, just the inserts on Instagram, or if you look at their website is really helpful. Um, something that I like about them is that they, I think they try to be as like non uh, judgmental or non-biased as possible and just show you the facts. You know, this is on the CDC's website. Just most people don't know how to navigate it. Most people don't know how to get to it. And actually, if you ask your doctor, they're probably not going to tell you, you know, <clears throat> exactly. Right. Yeah. Or the side effects. They really have no idea. Um, and Or like if you if you ask your doctor about the VAERS reports, which is reported by the CDC, it's highly underreported, but nonetheless, there's numbers there on what the side effects are on those vaccines, they're not gonna know, you know. But just the inserts is a good resource um, just to kind of get some baseline information on, on what is in those vaccines, what they do, what the side effects are, so you can make a fully informed decision. Um, and then if you're looking for like a decent birth course, the one that I liked out of the two that I did, the first one, the one in person was awful. Um, but the one online was good. And that was through Mama Natural, where I've, I've learned a lot through her website as well. She has great resources for basically anything. I've typed in literally the randomest thoughts into her website and found some kind of information. But her birth course is good, I think, because it covers home birth, birthing center, and um, the hospital. Um, so you have all your bases covered, at least in being fully informed in the decisions that you're making. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram. So my Instagram is Bianca underscore Irene, and I answer pretty often. I post about some random stuff like me making bread or making a pavlova or talking about my book. But, you know, I like to talk about random things. And um, if you shoot me a message, I'll answer. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. I'll come back on for all of them. All right. Thank you. Bye. Hey, guys, me again. As you could probably tell, my audio stopped recording right at the end. Uh, I swear one day I will, won't be popping in to say something has gone wrong with the audio. I'll get my perfect recording eventually. Anyway, a huge thank you to Bianca for coming on the show. I loved hearing her story, and I'm so happy that she's found Jesus. Um, another soul has been saved, and, you know, that makes my heart really happy. Um, you guys should definitely go check out her book. I'll be back next week, uh, as always, with another guest. Till next time, everyone. <laughs>